I love you. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes, to a uh, special episode, another threesome, uh, celebrating Black History Month. We're in the month of February, uh, we're a couple weeks in now, but here we are. We wanted uh, we wanted to do our part. You know, there's so little that we as sure. white men can do except for call attention to the struggle still going yeah. on. We, we try to pick three films that highlight that struggle um i feel like uh our country uh at least you know we put up that we try to take this month to look back especially on those civil right leaders and all you know all the different steps of the struggle of our of our fellow citizens and that struggle still goes on so i think it is very important for anyone to do what they can and i mean i don't think anything we do is enough probably but no. this is something i hope that it you know helps somebody look at the issue differently at the very least it helps us uh yeah. you and you and i specifically and how we we perceive it uh you yeah. know all three movies were that we watched today were kind of still really hard to watch because we just saw last year that they're still very prevalent in our society. Yeah, it is. uh, I think I have told my friends this uh, and it is an uh, ignorant white perspective. I would say that when I was growing up, it just seemed like everything was good. And maybe that was the area I grew up in uh, as well. But, uh, you know, things seem to have, you know, and you, we, you learn about the civil rights movement in school. And uh, from my perspective, it was like, okay, yeah, but things are not like that anymore. And that's good. Or at the but, very least, they were getting better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I grew up, I grew up in a, a very rural school. And there really weren't very many black people in our school. So uh, that's probably why I didn't see the issue Mm -hmm. as it truly is. Yeah, this year was definitely an eye opener. Uh, I definitely have, you know, had my eyes opened throughout my undergrad and stuff like that, I would Mm -hmm. say. But there's always room to learn. And I feel like I had a lot of growth just by watching these movies. And I, I, I hope that, you know, this is received as respect for black people and people of color struggle. Yeah, that's our hopes yeah. going in. This yeah. is a podcast about movies and TV. I'm the face yeah, of Leo. Yeah. And I'm the Green Traveler. And today we're going to talk Harriet, the Butler, and Selma. And so. uh, not precisely in that order, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the, the, we figured these were, you know, we, and we have another threesome coming later in the week, I think, or later in the month. Yeah. Again, centering around events we think are important to to remember, to to hold still in memory. And uh, yeah, we thought all three of these movies. One, I hadn't seen. Uh, let me think. I don't think I had seen Selma when it came out. I know I've seen clips from it before, but this was the first time fully watching it for me. But I hadn't seen I Harriet. Seen either, any of these before? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I've seen The Butler. I feel like I had because like there are things that I remembered, but at the same time, it is a, a historical piece, so I could just be remembering those bits in other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it's the precise same, but you know what I mean, like those characters being portrayed as they are. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's just start with Harriet. Uh, came out la- uh, twenty nineteen, and obviously said about last year. <laughs> yeah, I almost said last year. I'm like, no, no, no. We're in twenty twenty one now. We've escaped. We've We're escaped. on better better times. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> we both had to add that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that knock on wood to toss some salt yeah. over the back. Yeah. Harriet uh, is about Harriet Tubman, uh, played magnificently by cynthia ervio 
yeah. Or Arrivo, sorry. And it is, it's directed by Casey Lemming, uh, Lemons, who co-wrote it with some other guy. And it's, you know, it just follows Harriet's life from young adulthood to just before Civil War. So, well, you know, good, clip during. good chunk. Uh, there's a there, clip. there, yeah, there is. I'll, I, I want to get into that later. I don't. I, I wish they had been more epic with this approach because yeah. her life is epic and her journey is epic, and they could have. They kind of just like fall into biopic territory, and they just you know just tell the tale. It's just a kind of like a history lesson, which isn't a problem. You know, it's a really yeah. great movie. I do love this movie. I just wish that it had been more, not embellishing, but more epic you know give it a grander scale a bigger budget go into her civil war her her accomplishments in the civil war and beyond she did so much for women's suffrage and everything maybe they should have a part two yeah that that's that's what i'm getting at if they if they literally just turn this into a lord of the Rings style trilogy like she has that kind of a life you can do it and i want i want to see that because it would be freaking awesome so but so they should edit when they do that. They should go back and edit this, just chop off that end bit so that it can be in, in the other two movies. Yeah. I and keep awesome. keep Cynthia Erivo. She she yeah. dove into this role and it's amazing. But it goes from her you know, it begins it's just in her uh in I I wanted to try to find out the years, but it's it's more like the thirties and forties, eighteen thirties, eighteen forties, I believe. Uh oh, she's yeah. still a slave in the beginning. Uh, her husband is a free man, but her mom was a slave who was supposed to be freed by their. I can't remember his name. I didn't uh, even write their names down. I didn't. I didn't like the family so much. I it's hated them. <laughs> Brodus or Broday. Brodus. Uh, yeah, the Brodus. The the son's name is Gideon, but I do not remember what the father's name is. But the father the father was supposed to release Harriet's mother years ago. Yeah, years ago, before she turned, I think, 56, and now she's, like, 57, and still enslaved, and Harriet and her husband approach Mr. Brodus to get her freedom, and, you know, he tears up the papers that, you know, they had a lawyer, they bought a lawyer to look over their situation, and he gave them a letter saying that, yes, you should be given your freedom, and he tore that letter up, you know, and he's like, no, you're still... He he denied her. He's he's like this is this means nothing. Yeah, and then Harriet gets a vision. Uh, it's a historical you know fact that she believes she got visions from God. Right. Uh, William William Still played by Leslie Odom Jr. Amazingly, he he played uh Aaron Burr in Hamilton. That's what I recognize him from. <laughs> yeah, he's a super good seen. actor. Yeah, I really liked his performance. But he he interpreted her. When she tells him that she, she has visions from God, he interpreted that as brain damage from her skull right. fracture as a kid. And I'm sure many people would have interpreted that. But but she has, like, in this movie, it, it takes them as premonitions. You know, she, she believes she spe- speaks with God, she walks with God, and this movie interprets it as she sees the future, kind of. Right. It gets her out of trouble a little bit. Yeah, and, and saves a lot of lives. And she sees that her master, Mr. Brodus, is going to die and that she's going to be sold south because the family's, you know, the farm's not doing so hot. The family's losing money. They're trying to, you know, they're constantly selling slaves to to make ends meet. Oh, woe is them. Yeah, right. Jeez. Oh, man. Those scenes where they were complaining about their finances and shit, I was just so yeah. fucking pissed. It, and, it like, kind- I, I get... I get putting that in the movie like it definitely you know it speaks to the times and like you know right. it's 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 important to it, and it helped vilify them which was yeah. really important. But yeah, man, I hated how much screen time that family got. Yeah, for <laughs> they were real. Such yeah. bastards. Like as soon as you hated them, you didn't want to see them anymore. But Gideon yeah. is definitely throughout the movie. Uh he is like portrayed as the main villain. But that's because the yeah. story in this film is Harriet, who some of her family members call her Minty because that's what she was known as. She was born Araminta. Araminta, that was yeah. Ar- Araminta Ross, I believe. 
I believe you're right. Um, but and I think that's something that I knew when like you we did this the studies and mm-hmm. history class, but I had totally forgotten that. So when they right. were when they first started the film, they kept on calling her Minty, but I couldn't quite hear it, so I thought they were calling her Missy. And so I until I turned on the subtitles, the uh, Ross family and all of the uh, the cast that are on the place plantation, they they speak in a pretty, all of them very well in a uh, dialect of of the time, and. It was just a little difficult to hear that one particular word. I was like, what are they calling her? Because it did not quite sound like <laughs> Missy either. And then after yeah. I, after you know, after you hear it with the word there, then you're then you know, okay, I know I can hear it now. That's just how my ears work, I guess, maybe. My I was gonna say ears. I can't speak to that. Yeah, I have I have bad hearing. I'm you know, partially deaf in my left ear, so I always watch things with subtitles on unless I'm at the movie theaters. There you go. So I didn't I didn't have that issue because I, I had them on from the beginning. So I, I can't speak to that. Well, anyhow, I that was not a critique of the film by any means. That was just no, me not no. understanding. <laughs> I thought they <laughs> did great on the, the dialect and speech work in this film. Uh they uh, on all sides uh like the accents i i don't know if the cast who played the family were southern or not being uh joe alwyn who played gideon brode or brodus uh, i'm having a hard time you know recalling those family members name because i did not i was gonna say i'm fairly certain it was brodus brodus okay i because yeah. like you i really hated that they they kept on focusing yeah. on him but it, like you said it's important to be villainized for this story otherwise yeah. the story doesn't work otherwise you might sympathize with what they're doing and you don't want that uh and, and, and this movie goes links to make sure that you don't sympathize with the brodus family oh, like definitely they're they're just they're cruel bastards from they the get-go bastards, yeah. and i just you know i just wish that there was so little time i wish i just wanted it to be more expansive i wanted this to go further into yeah, there's a lot more this life tale. left. Yeah, because from there they just kind of montage through her life because once she finds out she's going to be sold, she escapes to Philadelphia, and that journey in and of itself is impressive. By you know, without yeah. w- with little help, you know, she has some help from Pretty a local herself, priest uh, of her local yeah. of her town, but that's like it. She she makes it all the way to Philadelphia, which is like some. I don't know how many miles. It was ridiculous how far she traveled. It's incredible how she, when she gets there, you know, like you see it in William Still's face that he hasn't seen this kind of persistence, this this strength in somebody before because it, her story just, it's incredible to him. And then she's so steadfast because she wants her family with her. She wants her husband with her. You know, right. th- that's where she gets her name, Harriet Tubman also, is William Still asks for what name she wants to be written down. And he said, you don't have to go by your slave name given to you by your ex-master. Right. You know, you are a free woman. Now you can choose your own name. And so she chooses Harriet after her mother and Tubman after her husband. And I don't know if that's precisely historically accurate. I don't, again, I'm not a historian, but I feel like this film, I feel like this film was fairly accurate. But from there, you know, because she wants her family there and William Still, who is a member of the Underground Railroad, uh, he re- he refuses to lend her that aid because it's just dangerous. You know they have to be careful with how they do things, otherwise they're all going to be caught and there's going to be no help for or no continued help throughout. So he he's reluctant to help her because of how much danger it imposes. Yeah. So she just does it herself. Yeah, she's like, I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop saving slaves because it's too far. That's something yeah. she well, says. That's, that's that's later. In that's moment. later. Yeah, that's that's when they get to Canada. <laughs> that's yeah. when they have to take them even further. But at this point in time, you know, she's like, I'm, I want my family with me. And, you know, if you're not going to help me, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. And so she goes down there to save to bring her husband back initially, just her husband. But she finds out that, again, her husband was a freed man who thought she had died in her escape. So after a year or so had passed he had moved on. He had found another wife who was also freed and they had, they had started a family. And so Harriet feels betrayed, but again, she gets another vision from God 
that she can save some of her brothers. Right. Or some of her other family members, too. And so she brings them with her instead. And it that begins this long kind of montage scene, which, again, I was slightly annoyed by. Not really because they handle it really well. I just I would rather they have focused on these missions that she was doing because she did, like, 13 missions, I believe it said, and saved more than 70 slaves. And the, sh- the movie just kind of montages those. It just makes them, like, traumatic moments where it's you know it's just them running through the woods with dogs chasing after them while a musical score that i don't feel like quite fit the tone of this movie played in the background i don't want to complain about the music because it is a good score in and of itself it just doesn't feel like it matched the tone of the movie Mm. so it's I, i that's where i'm at with this movie is like i really enjoyed it and it really did a great job at uh showing us this journey that she went through like right. everything that she accomplished and you know how powerful of a figure she is i just feel like they could have made it more they could have you know elongated a lot of these moments and, and like dove further into her uh her accomplishments yeah. you know made it more epic yeah. i know i keep saying that but that's that's just where i'm at with it is i just i wanted them to, these to you be wanted bigger more. movies you wanted more yeah and then and then the there's a I can't remember the act, but there's some kind of act that's passed that the makes it legal for acts. thank you that makes it legal for the southern plantation owners to come and collect their slaves again who have journeyed into freedom in the north, and so that's when you know the underground railroad moves Harriet Tubman up to Canada for her safety, and while in Canada she's like no you're not gonna stop me I'm gonna keep going back there I don't care that's where she brings up that line where it's like. Just because we have further to go now, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop walking. You know, it's like I'm right. going to keep going. Right. That, just... uh, you know, I think that was a great highlighted moment of the uh, danger of political appeasement. Mm. And so I do feel like this movie, if it came out this year, I think it might have been even more impactful. But it's definitely... Uh, is definitely aptly timed when it came out uh mm-hmm. that we need to we got to be pretty hard set and try not to compromise with policies that have the potential to hurt people that are marginalized i think mm-hmm. that we got to be careful i agree because otherwise shit like this happens where the law all of a sudden where the law could have been your salvation is just kind of ripped away but i think we're moving yes. forward i do uh i hope yeah. so anyways it's just slow progress but we are hopefully taking the right steps it's still a still a long fight ahead i think so uh but i guess just to close on harriet if you're ready uh, i know we're on yeah, a, we're on a I bit of a time so. crunch people i do want to say um I heard recently that she might be on the twenty dollar bill soon. That that's yeah, might be that, in the works. I think that's pretty. That's cool. the only problem is that's been in the works for many years, and a previous administration, I won't say his name, uh, dumped that plan. And you know, I work again. I work with money, so I've heard questions. People are like, well, won't that mess things up? No, it won't mess anything up. You're just going to have a different face on the bill and it's going to be nicer to look at. Yeah. Like it is a middle finger to have Andrew Jackson on the 20 because he didn't believe in paper money and, you know, hated it. So it's kind of funny, but But I'm also tired of looking at his fucking face. (laughs) Exactly. And I, I, you know, it's, it's nothing. It's not going to really affect anybody's lives. And you know, it's, it's another thing of too little, too late, but it's a nice, a nice thing. You know, it's a nice step. Yeah. I think that but. I think that it's a move that should be done though, you know, like we're still Agreed. glorifying this guy as our founding father and he just did some horrible horrible things. He's stupid. Yeah. But well, cl- yeah, Harriet. Harriet, I give I give 3 Harriet three and a half stars. Good. Uh great film. It's very entertaining and again, I've mentioned it before on the podcast. I'm an atheist. And the focus on her Christianity is the focus I want Christianity to have. You know, I want 
when I look at Christianity, the qualities I like are the qualities of Jesus Christ. You know, I like that idea of actually wanting to help people out in need. And that's what she, you know, that's what she uses her faith through is to help all these people. You know, she always looks to God to help her to point her in the right path. And he always points her in the right path, possibly because she's a genuinely good soul. Yeah, I guess she's a good person. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that focus on her faith, I really enjoyed that in this movie because it's, it's a, it's a documented you know, fact of her life is how important that was to her. Right. And I really liked how they handled that and how they interpreted it. I think it, it made this film quite exciting at times. Right. But my only, my only wish was I want two more films that go yeah. into the next two periods of her life because yeah. they were equally as powerful. For sure. For sure. So uh, I think I'll go into my closing statement kind of, based off of that uh i thought it kind of it kind of lent to her legend a lot in this movie and almost kind of made the movie read like uh, a folk tale a little bit Mm. and that might not be quite right the right term but it definitely seems like an american legend to me and i think that if we could you know continue that kind of focus on these characters that are that very powerful uh that yeah you know we could have a whole slew of new uh american legends to teach our children uh, yeah. that that are positive and making actual changes around them so for uh i i think that was a good add to the movie too and i also think that this movie is a full face movie yeah i i would like to see more of it too i didn't think about you know giving giving this two more movies <laughs> until you mentioned it but i think that that right would she lived into 19 like 1920s or maybe like uh, 1913 okay yes 1913 like she had a long life after this you know it's like yeah. and this is just a very short period of her life during which she did many amazing things right and in the next 60-some years, she does even more amazing things. Like, there's so much more to cover here. You know, I don't I don't like that there was just uh, tiny blurbs yeah. to put in at the post-credits. But so, that also reminds me, I wanted to shout out before we move on. I'm reading uh, The Water Dancer by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Great book. I'm only halfway through it right now. But it's uh, it's about a young boy who is a slave who discovers he has an ability they called... Uh, conductivity which is just a a teleportation kind of he can teleport or transport through space then you know not leaving the planet of course but just going for another location uh but he becomes a member of the underground railroad because of that power and it's it's implied because they've they've mentioned where i'm at i'm sure they'll probably go into it further in the book but it's implied that there's he might end up meeting a a character named moses uh so I'm really, oh, yeah, really hoping that we... Harriet Tubman. Yeah, we didn't mention that Harriet Tubman was called Moses when she worked on the Underground Railroad. Because, yeah, because she uh... led her people to freedom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the newspapers were calling her that because of the large exodus, like the just the sh- the sheer amount mm-hmm. of slaves that would go missing at a time, yeah. and yeah. they all believed that she was some kind of abolitionists and blackface and i think that Mm -hmm. it like just the ignorance (laughs) of of that oh it must have been a white man yeah must have been it's it is as you said it's very ignorant and uh she never lost a slave that's another thing is everybody that she led to freedom uh made it to freedom that's pretty impressive that's just it's just incredible it's incredible and you know it's an actual it's one of those things where it's like if 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 you want to show me proof of a God, that's one area where I'm just like this woman who walked with God, who claimed to walk with God. Yeah. Was this, you know, remarkable. Uh, yeah. There you go. There's proof for me. You know, I see it. Yeah. I'm still, You're... still an atheist, but I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see where it might be possible. Through people, through people like her. Yeah. I can definitely yeah. believe it. Well, that's awesome. I think. But, and, and I just wanted to call out that book because it's, it's really good book and I haven't finished it yet. So maybe it can go, go south from there but right now i'm fucking digging it 
Fuck and yeah. I can't wait to read his black. I can't re- wait to read his Black Panther work because he also worked on Black Panther. So. <laughs> oh shit. Cool. But moving on. Yeah, let's move on to Selma. So. Selma, Alabama. So in this movie, Doctor Martin Luther King, uh, who is the main character of Focus, played by uh, David. Help me say his last name so I am not. Oh, it just how, yeah, it's just how it looks. Oh, yay, low, whoa. Oh, yay, low, Oh, yay, low, whoa. Pardon me. Yeah, I know. We're both, we're both dyslexic, so. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> to read a word and, and pronounce the word for us, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Amazingly. And I want to, I yeah. want to say up front, this, I'm remembering now that this was the one where it's like, why wasn't he part of the Oscars? Because yeah. he wasn't nominated for the Oscars in 2014 up against Eddie Redmayne and Michael Keaton. He wasn't. He didn't get the nomination. He did Dude, amazing. totally deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, watching this, watching this, remembering those other two movies that we've talked about. Well, we haven't talked about Birdman, but someday. But we've talked about uh, The Theory of Everything. I, I think this performance is so much better than Eddie Redmayne's, even though I still I love so. Eddie Redmayne's. Yeah, but I like, totally Oh, agree. my God. He... I mean, from everything I had seen of uh, of Dr. King, it there was a moment I really just you know I had a I was able to just forget that he was an actor and it was it was right it was Dr. King. There's a moment at the end where it's black and white news footage and you're you're hearing a speech from Martin Luther King, and it's like it's one of those like very last second shot kind of thing. So I thought it was just actual footage and actual microphone footage of my martin luther king and then they cut to real life you know the 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 film itself they cut to the yeah. you know color and everything and you see that it's just david oyelowo and i'm just like holy fuck you did this so well like he he disappeared into this character yeah, he literally he really did it's fucking brilliant yeah I, honestly the whole cast in this movie though did a, a fantastic yeah. job it, it should have gotten plenty of awards I think it was nominated for Best Picture, and that was about well, it. Well, it should have been because it was a very good picture. Uh, and and I think Ava DuVernay, the director, got a nomination. Maybe okay. Again, also yeah. also highly deserved. Yeah, definitely. She um, killed it. So, in this, Dr. King is looking. You know, he's already been a leader of the uh, civil rights movement, and he has already gone to Birmingham and now he's moving on to Selma. Uh, Birmingham was the segregation issue. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. And this was now, now, uh, black people are legally allowed to vote, but some Southern States in particular in Selma and, and in Alabama, they are coming up with rules to make it extremely difficult for black people to vote. Oprah Winfrey goes, uh, mm. I can't remember her character's name, sadly. Uh, Annie Lee Cooper. Thank you. Uh, Annie Lee Cooper goes to vote and, you know, the guy starts asking her these just ridiculous questions. You know, he's just, he asks her to recite the uh, part of the constitution, which she does. He, then he asks her how many county judges there are in the state of Alabama, which she, you know, she tells him the exact number there are. And then he asks her name all of them. And then that's when, when she can't do that because it's, you know, there's like 67 county yeah. judges. Yeah. Then he's just like, ha ha, I got you. you denied. And you know, it's, it's just, it, it was a, it was a good scene. And I like that. She's one of those characters they focus on because you watch her accompany right. Martin Luther King Jr. on these, uh, marchers and throughout these right. events so that is like the basic plot of the movie it, it is looking at that this that particular event and so at some point dr king gets arrested and i believe while he's in jail the some other people in his group march and mm. they get beaten so badly i i believe that's the one they call Bloody Sunday. I don't think he was in jail when that happened. Well, he wasn't there. I believe. Yeah, he wasn't there. I think because of his, him and his wife were having uh, personal issues, 
because the death threats were getting you know getting to Coretta King. Right. You know, there's just so many of them, and eventually that does take a toll on you. And so they had a they had an argument, and he he wanted to call off the march for a day, but they were like, we we can't. Yeah. You know, they won't let us have the next day, so they marched. I think without him. I don't remember if that was specifically the reason. I just remember that was like the scene right before it. Right. And I think that's why he wasn't there. But yeah. it's but John Lewis was there and man, like the uh who is the actor who played John Lewis? Do you have that pulled up? Like he's the sadly a congressman who passed away last year, powerful figure. You see him at this at the march at Bloody Sunday where he gets you know, he gets hit by a uh, I believe a policeman or a state trooper, one and the same, really. Yeah, but I, he's played by it might be Stephen James or Stephen James. I'm sorry, yeah, Mr. Great, James. Yeah, yeah, great job by him. Like, I mean, you have this a powerful figure who at the time was still alive when this movie came out, and so I, I can only assume John Lewis was pleased with his representation if he watched this film. Sure, but yeah, I, I hope he did get to to see it. Yeah, and he's he's the one who led everybody back to the church uh, after right. the the march went south when when the troopers attacked and just started beating everybody ruthlessly and uh, on Cal- in Calvary form too like yeah someone were on horseback it's crazy and was that when they chased Jimmy Lee Jackson mm, yes yes they chased him to. Uh, Played by Lakeith Stanfield, he was also in Get Out. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he was. He and uh, I believe his grandfather and uh, maybe mother. his mother. I'm not sure. I think. But they it, yeah, I think chased, it was his mom. They were chased down to a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, they ran into a restaurant and they were just you know trying to hide from the the police because the police were still chasing all the people who were at that march. And a, a state trooper just like went in there and started beating his grandfather and then shot him. Yeah. And killed him. And that sadly still did not spur the president to, you know, make action, make decisions. So Martin had to, they, you know, they, they remarched. They, they went back to the bridge with a bunch of uh, priests and other religious figures. You know, Martin put out a call to the. Yeah, to all clergymen. Yeah. Just like you guys know what's going on is not right, please come market yeah. this. And yeah, they all went back to the bridge, and the state troopers actually stood down. You know, they backed off, and Martin. You know, they all prayed, and Martin didn't. Martin Luther King Jr. didn't think that was. I don't. I don't remember what his motivation was, but he. 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 Something about it cautioned him, and he turned around, and right. they left. In the film, they're all complaining to him a little, a little bit, a little bit later, and he's mm. he's like, I. I really thought it might be a trap. Yeah. Because you know they yeah, they he... stood aside. If they were gonna just let him go through, why even be there at all? Yeah. You know, like and... so. I. I don't disagree with his tactics. I think some people in the room felt that he didn't want to do it unless there was threat that people could get hurt. But yeah, that well, was and also motive at all. Yeah, and I don't. I, I agree. I don't think that was part of it either. But again, just like with Harriet, this film focuses on, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. was a reverend, right? And his faith was very important to him. And this film again does a great job to to show his uh touch with with faith you know how it how it helps him make decisions and you know he prayed to god at that moment and you know for whatever reason he believed that god was telling him that wasn't at the time and so they they backed off they went they went back to the church and i don't remember if it was that night or the next day or you know a couple weeks later but one of the clergymen a white man who was there got beaten up by two thugs and you know two white supremacists and just because he was there just because he was with the marchers and that finally sadly is what spurred motion you know a white man was murdered and that's when the president in this film you know put forth actions to to finally stop the events that were continuing to get worse and worse yeah uh i would like to mention that uh tom 
Wilkinson plays LBJ and mm-hmm. honestly I thought it was an amazing performance with LG, LBJ. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I do like the guy who plays him in uh the butler too. Uh yeah. but this <laughs> guy Shriver. you know, he uh Wilkinson he brings all the crassness that is of the legend of LBJ. Yeah. But and- he also does care about what Martin like at some at some level he cares what Martin Luther King Jr. says, but on another level yeah. he's like, but I think this is more important. And Doctor King yeah. just keeps on trying to tell him, no, dude, this is important right now. <laughs> yeah, he's so, lost. LBJ in this film is lost in the politics of it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, LB, um, MLK is trying to tell him the reality of the world. You know, yeah. he's like, it's not just politics. This, these are lives. You know, it's it's more than your more yeah. than your election. It's it's about your legacy. And uh, I think it was interesting. I want to I want to say before I mention this criticism that I do not share this criticism. Uh, I just I wanted to touch off touch on this that the only you know I don't look too much into other critics' reviews before we review it. Right. I just wanted to see what many people were saying. And one one criticism, the only one that I saw across the board was people were like, they vilified LBJ so much. You know, he was, staffers and everything were like, he wasn't like as obstructionist as this movie makes him represent. I don't know the history. I don't, sure. I haven't read biographies. I do think it's amusing to note that the one criticism people had was with the portrayal of the white guy in the yeah, story. Yeah, for real. What the hell? Like, <laughs> we're, we still have such a ways to go, people. Like, that's very prevalent in all these people's reviews. I'm just like, it's a great performance. And it definitely, in, any, in my opinion, it didn't take away from the, the movement. No. And that was what was important about it, was it showed how politics in itself, which is what LBJ represents in the film, was obstructionist so even if lbj wasn't like again i don't know the history even if he wasn't he represented the politics of the situation and And, that was obstructionist and like i was saying about appeasement at this point at this time lbj was really concerned about starting another civil war Mm -hmm. um and he had to come around so without showing that negative side of him where he was pretty much ignoring the problem, trying to ignore the problem. Yeah. And I like the scene where he's talking to J. Edgar Hoover about ruining uh, Dr. King. And, yeah. and it's like he was willing to step to that, to that level to get King mm-hmm. off his back. So I think we have to recognize that, he he wasn't he's not like this this savior character he's just in the he's just in the position of power to actually be able to do something about it and it takes mm-hmm. a while for him to get there to be like okay yes i have to do something yeah. about this and i and i so respect this film for doing yeah. for like making that decision because it, as you said it did it really well it delivered it so, so well thanks so. and and i also agree i think tom wilkinson who amusing amusingly uh there's like four actors who played major characters in this who are british yeah <laughs> you know tom wilkinson is uh british and so is david oyelowo and so i think it's just <laughs> i think it's hilarious that they played all these important characters <laughs> and really well maybe that's why the uh the oscars snubbed them uh, you well actually no eddie redman never mind eddie yeah, never mind. yeah eddie redman was english, also yeah. i'll delete that <laughs> anyways yeah, what else is there to talk about? I mean, I feel like there's a lot to gush over about this film. Um, yeah, it's it's brilliant. And again, props to Ava DuVernay. Like, this film shares a lot of similarities with the film we're going to talk about next, The Butler. Right. Uh, for instance, Lee Daniels <laughs> was originally set to ske- uh, direct oh, this, really? but he turned it down for The Butler. And oh. so they got Ava DuVernay instead. And Ava DuVernay killed it it's incredible performances from everybody great directing like she brought this story to life like she really captured these events and he's another character that it's you know i don't think they need to make a huge series out of this but i think there's so many important moments in his life that you can make big movies about like this like selma right like that 
I mean, even just doing a biopic on him that's an epic would also be amazing. But yeah, for sure, you could also do just individually handpick little moments of his life and make big movies out of them. For and sure. she killed it. Great job here. Yeah, uh, and the the next film also shares David Oyelowo and yeah. Oprah Winfrey. So that's kind of and cool. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, Cuba was in this movie. Yeah, he played the lawyer. The I people. remember now. Fred Gray is what yeah. the, is the the man's real life name. I was gonna say character's name, but these are representing real people. Yeah, it's All also right. got Giovanna Ribisi, who is who's fun. Well, there you go. Uh, but <laughs> Oprah and David, they're family members yeah. with Butler Gaines. Uh, what I know, he's Lewis Gaines, but I can't actually remember that. Uh, Force Ridiculous. We should do the closing statement for Selma. Uh, it's a full-faced movie. Uh, fantastic yeah. movie. This one, like, can really pull at your heartstrings, guys. Um, it, oh man, like, the scene where the, where the, the state troopers run in, like they're, you know, like they sent in the cavalry and all that, that part, man, it, it is heart-wrenching and it's hard to watch. Um, but it, yeah. I think it is important to expose yourself to things like that to try to get an understanding of what black people in this country have gone through. That's what I have to say about this movie. It definitely yeah. opened my eyes more than they were. You know, I already felt like I was getting pretty close to understand, but we'll never understand. That's the thing. No. Just we'll never fully understand so i plan to go forward and keep on exposing myself to things like this to just keep perspective and that's what i really took away from this movie and also just what a life what an example to follow in dr martin Mm -hmm. luther king jr and to go off that 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 scene hit hard for me because again it parallels events that happened last year you know it's we're not there yet we have so much further to go and so watching that scene was very emotional because you know it's it's hard to believe america's been like this forever i mean we have but it's just you know it's it's hard to look at it and see the truth and and realize that you know there's so much work that needs to be done and and to realize that for the most part uh, you know, like I've been very quiet and ignorant and now it's just like, no, now I gotta, you know, I gotta go out there and help if I can. Whatever, and whatever so, I can do. Somebody tell me exactly there's something I can do and I, I will do. Yeah. And that this movie definitely, definitely brought that to the forefront where it's just like, you know, I want, you know, you, you, you see it and you're, you are inspired by what he accomplished through nonviolence, through his marches, through his speeches and everything. And, and again, amazing performance by David Oyelowo. Yeah. Yeah, I give it four stars. You know, I absolutely highly recommend. Go out there, watch it if you haven't. Uh, yeah, let's move on to The Butler. Heck yeah. I've already mentioned The Butler is directed by Lee Daniels. Great job again. Uh, he took a, I believe it's based off of a, a novel. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. It's based off of a real life story. Uh, Eugene Allen, who is a White House butler from 1952 to 1986. And, you know, this movie does embellish his life. It, you know, it takes that, it takes the example and makes a fictionalized story out of it. And, and it does so in a very, you know, very wonderful, very blockbuster Oscar, Oscar, what was the, what is the word? Uh, when you're trying. Oscar bait, I think. Is Oscar bait. Yeah. For, but Thank I you. don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's really a quite a fair assessment, but I mean, yeah. it's not. But it, it is more of a blockbuster Oscar Beatty film than the other two definitely were. I'll say, and it's like, and it has that epic feel because it it, it spans it's a it's a oh, saga. So it spans so many different presidential so eras. So much stuff happens in this movie. Yeah, and you know a lot of stuff that happens in Selma is actually covered very briefly in The Butler, right. um, but. To get into it, it's about a you know just a man, Lewis Gaines, played by Forrest Whitaker, who is Cecil Gaines. 
Cecil Gaines. Cecil Gaines. Yeah. Lewis is his son, by played by David Oyelowo. That's right. Yeah. Cecil Gaines is the butler, played by Forrest Whitaker, and uh, he starts off as a butler at a, at a hotel, I believe, and a hiring manager or something at the White House sees him and uh, really likes how he handles his work, right? And so approaches him when they have need, which they mention, you know, it's very hard to become, you know, part of the staff at the white house because people just stay on there for life. You know, they just stay there until they retire because it's not a bad job. You know, you kind of, in his mind as, you know, as a, you know, that's what he, when he's young, he actually does like his job. He takes uh, pleasure in being a butler and, that was a you know it was a great position for him. It was like the he he really he had a he had an in. He got you know inside information. He had good friends in there, friends with Cuba Gooden Jr., who's another butler in the White yeah. House. Uh, he he he's not supposed to say anything about what's yeah. going on, but he gets to know what's going on in his country, and he gets to and and he he feels. Especially strongly at first that this is how he gets to serve his country. Yeah, because he gets to watch all the how all the presidents respond to it. Right. And for some of those presidents, he has a you know a somewhat of a connection to where he can help them, you know, through some of their decision making, where he can you know encourage them or poke them in the right path for you know for change. Yeah. I do think, though, that Cecil kind of sits and waits for the president to come to them, though. Yeah. But he gets more and more confident as the film goes on that he has a voice uh, that Mm. might be helpful for the presidency. Yeah. That's how I feel. And, And, you know, all the acting's great. Uh, I mean, but that's, that's kind of the summary of the story, I guess, is just you watch him age through the presidential eras, you know, as as new presidents come in, all of them miraculously portrayed like the, uh, Dwight just, D. Eisenhower is played by Robin Williams. And yeah. I did not know that. And like, I almost cried seeing him. I was like, oh, my God, he's so good. Like, <laughs> yeah, this had to be right before he passed. Wait, was he Dwight or was he Harry S. Truman? He was he was Dwight Eisenhower. Okay. And then okay. uh then they had Cyclops as JFK. <laughs> <laughs> James right. James Marsden. Oh, that's good. And uh, John Cusack played Richard Nixon, which pulled me out of the film. That I, was I strange. It's not like a bad. it's not that he did a bad job, it just it's yeah. John Cusack. His voice was good. His yeah. voice was good. He did not look like like they gave him a fake nose. Well, maybe not. Maybe that is when, John no, Cusack's nose. I don't know. I don't know. It looked it quite a bit be. like Nixon's nose. Right. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Uh, it's it's a weird decision. But what's not a weird decision is Alan Rickman as Robert Reagan. I don't know how it works. It works so well. It works. It really uh, does. And also, again, just like with Selma. One criticism I kept seeing was Ronald Reagan wasn't portrayed. He was kind of made a villain. You know, I'm just like, he kind of right. was though. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like there's there's some moments where it's like, come on, guys. I like, think this is, that's not what. My takeaway from this movie on Ronald Reagan's character was that he was a nice person, but had some not great policies, like pretty bad yeah. policies, really. Uh, yeah. pers- personal personal opinion and from the perspective of this film because cecil liked him cecil liked him but yeah. he also did like he, there was that scene where he was talking about the south africa uh stuff apartheid and mm-hmm. he you could just see cecil in the background like i can't believe he's saying that yeah because you know cecil yeah he he does as you said he kind of likes this guy he doesn't seem like he's as bad as they they, they kind of have uh they have Lee Schreiber play LBJ and uh also right. from X-Men Sabretooth uh oh, shit. I didn't okay I did not recognize that as Lee Schreiber 
I didn't. All right, know. are there more? Are there more X Men? Should we take more time to try to figure out if there's more X Men <laughs> in this film? No, no, no. We'll keep on going. That's but hilarious. no. There's a moment though where like they show how crass LBJ is, where he's just taking a shit and he has the door open. Yeah. And you know he's talking with his advisors, and Cecil has to stand there to you know to wait on him, and it's just like that. Again, I don't I don't know anything about LBJ, but that's the that's the the humor of this film yes. at times is like it shows how crass or emotional these presidents can be at you know at certain moments. And, you know, it kind of looks it's looking at them at the same time as looking at the issues. And I won't repeat the line, but there's something that when when LBJ gives the speech on television, the same speech that's in Selma, uh, mm. it definitely has a lot less weight to that scene in this film than in selma because it was the that was what they were trying to accomplish in selma this was just Mm -hmm. like at the very middle of the film i really liked what kuba gooden jr said i'm not gonna repeat the line once again but (laughs) that 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 cracked me up so much he Uh, was quite inappropriate throughout this whole film yeah i loved it Uh, yeah there's I think that's my overall opinion on the film though is you know it's it's a it's a really good look at history but just like with Harriet Tubman it feels kind of like a a history lesson and less like just a a film just like a story sure and it's not again it's not a bad thing it's a great film I don't know if we're ready for closing statements but it is a great film yeah I would say yeah I really enjoyed watching this film I think what we're missing what what kind of really is the meat and potatoes plot wise of this story is his family life oh yeah with, with oprah yeah we should and, talk about that and, and david uh gloria gloria gains and lewis gains and uh charles gains is so mm-hmm. lewis pretty young in life gets involved and in, in the movement uh, he, in fact, he's he's going off to college and almost immediately just joins the movement, and that's yeah. what he does. I think there is a great uh, character in Lewis Gaines. His son keeps on putting himself in danger for the movement, and this just continually pisses off Cecil because mm-hmm. he was always taught, you know, keep your head down, and, yeah, and that's how you survive. And he thinks his son's he worked- reckless. Yeah, and he worked so hard to achieve a a job that he thought, you know, in a in a way protected his family. Right. Yeah. And so to watch his son just completely go outside of that protection and like he was part of the sit-ins and you know they they show they show the uh the trauma that they they prepare themselves for. Right. You know, they 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 attack each other like they all attend these like meetings and basements and everything where they they attack each other and ridicule each other just to prepare themselves for the emotional feeling of when people who actually mean them harm are yelling all these insults and offensive words at them and you know even possibly punching them or hurting them you know it's all all about maintaining your composure and not reacting you know not getting violent not giving them the the satisfaction of covering right. this up, you know, it's it's a it's a nonviolent protest that if it turns violent, it's because they did it. Right. And this movie, I I really enjoyed his watching his son's story uh, yeah. because of that. Because you watch them prepare themselves, you watch what they what they are expecting, and it's emotional. It's 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 powerful, you know, to see that. Um, but it does also. Right. feel more embellished more embellished and more cinematic than the other two i would say yeah it definitely did have a uh a this is a movie moviegoers feel to it mm-hmm. uh than the other two i'd say uh harriet did kind of have the feel of an action movie but you know yeah you're running for your life so i think that that's fair yeah I think the family dynamic was really interesting and really well played. I I think David Oyelowo. It's hard to, for me to say more than a couple of times straight, and I apologize for that. Um, I believe that he did fantastic in both of these films. They're completely different. Yeah. 
completely different yeah. he, and it, it's funny because he gets to be uh in the room with the gentleman playing dr martin luther king for this movie and yeah. uh dr king uh says something about uh uh black domestic workers and how they kind of were the first phase of equal rights because they were interacting and changing the opinions of people and i thought that was pretty interesting if it's something that that mlk actually said i don't know probably not (laughs) but it was interesting yeah i don't that was another area is like again this is one of those films that you know if i were to research it i saw more more questions brought up about the historical accuracy than the other two so like i feel like they embellished things a little more in this film so that might be one of those that's not but I never think it hurts it because it all it, again it feels like a lesson and it yeah, never strays gotta, from that. Right, you got to look at the purpose of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did get confused because I, I did think it was all a true story when I was watching it, but yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it definitely feels that way, and yeah. it's it's definitely again it's based off of a true story. Right. So a lot of it, you know, a lot of it is pulled from reality. So it again it succeeded like that's that's a that's a measure of success and i I wonder why they chose to do that i mean did they not think that eugene's allen story was uh i mean he was probably also still maybe um you know i know that i feel like uh i think i read that the childhood of cecil Gaines that's presented in the film is far different than eugene allen so it's like they might not have just thought it was as impactful because you know, the movie starts off with uh, Cecil Gaines. Uh, his family works on a plantation in the early right. 20s, I believe, maybe right. before then. And his mom is uh, raped and by the plantation owner, or the plantation owner's son, something like that. And then that, that guy immediately shoots and kills his father. So it's like you see him go from that childhood, that tragic and you know, awful childhood to working at the white house and watching the civil rights movement progress through the eighties. Yeah. And you know, as that kind of a saga from the late fifties to the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And as that saga, it's, it's really well done. You know, it's really entertaining and really, I mean, again, it feels like a history lesson, but that's not a bad thing. It's, it's a good thing that you can, you know, the substitute teacher can come in and show this and, you know, you right. get, you get a lot of knowledge from it. Right. And it even looks into, I believe, doesn't his son join the Black Panther movement? Yeah, they, they do say that Lewis yeah, joined after, the Black Panther movement. Yeah, after his assassination. Yeah, after the assassination, yeah. Uh, and then he... Uh, and that's kind of what divides him and his father. That's like, that's like the final... Yeah, step because, almost for Cecil. But th- before the the disagreement with his father was before he got wind of that because yeah. that's why he left in the movie. That's why Lewis left. Yeah, his his like him and his father were there was a divide growing between them throughout the film, which I think is a really interesting and important thing to look at. Um, right. I don't kind of want to spoil too much of that because I think it's that's what makes the film entertaining. As you said, it's the it's the meat and potatoes of the film. Right. But that that's like that's the final moment is when you know his son comes home and he's and he brings his girlfriend he thinks it's or his girlfriend <laughs> yeah he thinks it's his girlfriend and she's like no we're just friends but his father just feels so out of touch with what they're right. promoting versus what he's believed his whole life and so watching him kind of just grow to accept his son's. And his growing and the generation right. that's coming, just their 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 wants, their needs, and and respecting that his way doesn't mean the right way. You know, he's right. there's many different ways to to accomplish what you your goals, and you know, he just felt out of touch with what his son wanted, and he was scared for him, and he let it divide them. And it's it's a beautiful story. I don't know how much of this I'm going to delete. I, <laughs> <laughs> I i think what you said was nice things though uh and i uh so i i don't know are we no i really kind of want to talk about gloria Gaines because i thought oprah did a great yeah. job 
in, in yeah. this role. Uh, I honestly kind of liked Gloria more than Cecil, to be to be totally honest. Uh, she had a more emotional story too, because yes. she dealt with dealt with different demons than he he was dealing with. Definitely, like one of them is why doesn't my husband want to spend time at home? And also, like her her boys, one went off to war, and one was fighting a war. Uh, you know against racism and so she worried about them all the time and so yeah. she so she be, she becomes a drunk for part of the film and par, and part of her story is her overcoming that and i think it's a great yeah. story i think it's a really good story and and also uh this might be spoilers but she, she has uh some infidelity and it's yeah. it's overcoming that uh, as well because again as you mentioned her husband's working many late hours many many late nights at at his job and when he comes home he can't tell her anything about it and she's left out of the blue and he's always promised to take her to the white house but he never has yet and it, it all it all just builds and mm-hmm. watching that dynamic unfold is is you know just as entertaining as the rest of the film there's a lot of there's a lot of good plot lines to yeah that are built so. throughout this film and it handles them all well you know it, it never feels bloated i don't think it just Mm-mm. it's very it's very enjoyable and knowledgeable film it does feel long though i'll it say does, that. yeah it does feel long <laughs> and true. i think it's just because of how jam-packed it is like this definitely has an epic scope i think you said so earlier yeah but they skipped carter I wanted they to did, see yeah. Carter. I kind of was interested how he got along with Carter, and you know, even Gerald. I feel like he was. <laughs> I feel like he was just a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I well, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I I don't know too much about Carter, but he seemed like a pretty nice guy, and I don't feel like they really <laughs> cover him very much in school. No. But anyhow, well, closing statements about Lee Daniels the Butler. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've made it, honestly. I think everything I said before was it, and uh, I give it three and a half stars. Yeah, go, I definitely recommend going out and checking out all three of these films. They're yeah, all definitely. completely worth it. All full-faced films for me as well. Uh, I did enjoy the storyline of The Butler. But... So, who wins? Uh, I Honestly, I think it was pretty clear uh, for me that Selma uh, takes takes my portion of the lion's yep. share 100 percent in agreement agree? the other two are great films yeah but selma moved me a lot i yeah, you know there, there are many moments where the tears were rolling it was it was just seemed a touch more impactful than the other two uh i i and i think uh harriet was probably a little bit closer than the butler for me um yeah i i do wish that there was more to harriet like you said i wish there was more to selma too but that like with the title yeah. you know it's not about everything that dr martin luther king jr did it's it's about this one of and it's magnificently given or magnificently done and david yellow's performance just pushed that above everything yeah. like <laughs> you know it, it his performance versus the other two movies. Just his performance alone, not even the movie itself. Just, just his performance wins on oh, threesome. Yeah. Like it's oh, so yeah. amazing. Oh yeah, if we could just do the lead, the lead roles, yeah, I think he would. He would still win. Um, well, okay. In that case, I think we're we're closing up. I want to ask you a question though. So for Harriet two and three, pitch me some titles for harriet two and three. Oh man i mean they just used harriet for the first one like. i know i know but see so my my i think you could still use that and and the second one would be harriet and the war i think i think that could be or harriet the spy harriet the spy you know, is good i mean too. she did i can't i mean she did so much and she liberated a lot of i mean there's a there's a title card at the end that I think it said she saved or brought 700 slaves to freedom in one sacking of like a city or something. I can't remember. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I want to see the civil war movie because I feel like she did so much during that, that they, they just made it a title card at the end. 
and it, it made me super interested because again, I'm reading that one book. So I'm just like, Oh, I can't wait until he meets Moses. Like that's going to be great when yeah. I want to see this guy's take on her. And I hope you're right. I hope that's how it turns out. Yeah. It'd be fun. I have, I haven't looked anything up on this book because I want to, you know, I, I don't like spoiling books for me. Right. Cause I still have hundreds of pages to go. And if I know the ending, what's the motivation? Exactly. Jesus. So, uh, so okay. for the last one, this is my pitch for for Harriet three is Harriet suffragette or or Harriet rise of the woman yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right uh, I think that's our show for today I've been the faceless Leon I'm the green traveler safe travels and good night green and faceless on the couch is a proud production of fiction works 19 If you want to learn more information about us, check us out on Facebook. You can also check out the Facebook and Instagram accounts of FictionWorks19. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, or subscribe wherever you catch the show. Thank you all very much for listening.